You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com. Pete Sweeney. It was a Saturday practice at Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs welcomed in 2,000 season ticket holders to watch the practice. And after they were done, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, safety Tyron Matthew, kicker Harrison Butker, and center Austin Ryder spoke to the media via Zoom conference call. We'll listen to Bieniemy and Matthew on this side. We'll take a quick break and listen to Butker and Ryder on the other side. But let's start with the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Here's Eric Bieniemy. Yes, I can hear everything. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, good. We're ready to good. start with York. Yes. Well, anyways, uh, we've had a some time in between. The last time we got together, uh, you heard uh, Ted go through the injury report there. We've had a few guys nicked up, but you know what? The energy has been great. Guys have been working their tails off. Uh, they're competing, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun watching the guys work and grow together at this time. So, with that said, let's. Uh, Who's ever ready to start us off with a question? Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> hey, Eric. How are you doing today? Doing good. Adam, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks. Hey, if you want to call anybody else a competitive prick today, don't let us stop you, okay? You know what, Adam? That, that, I'm going to give that hat to you this week. you competitive uh, all the time, man. Always all right, got man. questions in there. <laughs> all right, man. Two things for you today. First of all, what, what's the value of a practice like today's in the stadium since you guys don't have um, preseason games this year, number one? Number two, you came in about the same time that Travis Kelsey did. I know you weren't his direct position coach at that time, but has, has anything about his career kind of surprised you, or is this kind of the player maybe you thought he would become at this point in his career? Well, first of all, it was good having an opportunity to get out there today. I uh, had a few fans there. Uh, the organization has done a great job of, of making sure they're doing it the right way, giving the fans an opportunity to participate. They brought some energy. I know the guys felt it. They were, they were vibing off that energy. And it's just good to be back in the kingdom. Uh, as far as Kels goes, you know, we've been here all together. Uh, what has it been? Seven, eight seasons now. <laughs> and one thing, I'll just say this. Just watching the growth and the process that Travis taken on since day one until now. Every year, he's taken the necessary steps to help himself to improve as a player, all right, to help him improve as a professional on and off the field, but also, too, just growing as a leader, making sure he's challenging himself, but also challenging others to be at their best when their best is required. So it's been fun. It's been fun watching that growth process take place. Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Good morning, Coach. Thanks for taking some time, as always. I was curious about this uh, impending RB2 battle. It seems like you guys have established Clyde as the guy. And when you're thinking about, okay, who's going to be for that position? I know you guys have a lot of good candidates. Is it a strategy or a better strategy to go with someone who offers something a little bit different than what Clyde has to offer? You know, maybe in the in the bruiser sense, like a Spencer Ware type of back? Or is it someone you're looking for where maybe it, it, it's hard to see any any difference in maybe what Clyde can, can do? Well, at, at the end of the day, you just want the best guys available. And one thing Dylan does a great job of is preparing all those guys to be the starter because, unfortunately, injuries do happen. And we're going to need, need all those guys. But with a veteran like Daryl Williams, he's done a hell of a job. I mean, he's smart. I mean, he can run it. He does a great job of pick, picking up the blitz. He's also good in the pass game as far as catching passes out on the perimeter. So the thing is, is that we want to continue to grow with that position. You know, Darwin's done a lot of great things this camp. DeAndre's competing his tail off. Elijah. So it's been good. But also, too, we want all of those guys to understand the importance of playing special teams as well. Because when it's all said and done, what all of us have to have a role that's going to help us to be at our best. And regardless of whatever hat you're wearing, you have to wear it with authority, understanding that I have to go out there and perform when called upon. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, how you doing this morning? Doing good, Herbie. How you doing? Yeah, yeah I'm well, thanks. I'm going to toss some names out at you, and then, then the question follows. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Elliott, I mean – Obviously, they all have something in common, but I'm curious from your point of view, since you've been in the league a while, are we finally at a point where we no longer look at a quarterback's skin color? We just now call them, hey, these guys are quarterbacks. Exactly. And, and you got to understand, I grew up in a day and age where I watched James Harris and, and Doug Williams do it at a high level. But watching these young guys, these young gunners, you know, they're obviously African-American uh, quarterbacks, and they've done a hell of a job. But just what you said. It's time to stop labeling. If these guys can play the position, let them play. Only thing that you want is to, to, to give people an opportunity to be at their best. Those kids have done a great job of relishing everything. I mean, think about it. Russell Wilson, where he came from, um, you know, being in the league as long as he has, you know, fighting all those stigmas against his, his height, you know, watching Lamar Jackson come on. guy. He was a dynamic college football player and you know, watching him win the Heisman and, and, and still doing the same thing <laughs> at this particular level. I mean, watching Watson down in Houston. I mean, hell, we played these guys the first game and, and, and just knowing what he did against us in those two games last year. And then, you know, with us having Pat, this has been fun to watch. But all these guys just want to be labeled as a football player. They want to be labeled as a quarterback. They don't care about their skin color. They just want to make sure that they're representing and doing it the right way and providing a, a, a roadmap for the next coming young black African-American. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, B, good to see you, man. What's going on, Nate? Doing well, doing well. I have two questions for you. Um, the first is about Nick Kaiser. Just what has he done to impress you so far as the tight end playing most reps next to, to uh, Travis? And then – from a mental standpoint, what have you seen from Patrick this year that really lets you know he is taking his game to the next level from a mental standpoint based on what he sees in the film and how he's sort of translating that onto the field? Uh, Nick has done a good job. He's done a great job, actually. 
Coach Melvin, our tight end coach, he's been doing this for a very long time. He's been with Coach Reed since day one. So he he knows where all the bones are buried when it comes to coaching that position because Coach coached it at one point in time. So Coach Mel is experienced. He's done a great job of getting Nick ready. Now, we got a number of guys that are stepping up. We're getting Ricky back in the mix. Ricky's done a heck of a job so far when he's had the opportunity to be out there. Deion Yelder. And also we got the new kid in Helm, and he's picked up the offense pretty good. So we're expecting all of those guys to contribute. And you're going to always hear me say this. We want all of them to understand how important it is to be ready. So we coach our guys to be the starter because you never know what may happen, and that next man has to be ready. We've got time for a couple more guys. Let's go Harold and then finish with Sam. Go ahead, Harold. Hope you're doing well, Eric. Um, <laughs> all right, brother. Uh, my question to you about uh, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pickle, some of those receivers that, you know, we obviously don't know about the – we all know about the Tyreeks and, you know, Travis and everything, but – how are they relishing getting their opportunities more in this offense this year as opposed to maybe previous years? I mean, we saw DeMarcus do pretty well today. So how are you seeing their opportunities kind of flourish more as this offense progresses where everybody's a weapon? Here's the fun thing about the two names that you named, D-Rob and, and Pringle. Those guys wear a hard hat to work every single day because the only thing they do, they just want to compete they line up on special teams whenever Coach Tobe needs them. They're four-phase special teams contributors. And then if he needs them on the scout team, those guys are constantly running. Those guys understand the importance of if you don't work, you don't eat. So those guys are doing a heck of a job of making the most of every opportunity that is presented to them. As a coaching staff, we trust them because they're smart, they're intelligent. All right, Coach Lewis does a great job of getting those guys ready. And just like I said, when talking about the tight end position and the running back position, we're coaching all those guys to be the starter. They have to be ready when their opportunity is called upon. So when they jump in there, if Sammy's out for a play or Tyreek is down for a play, no problem. Hey, let's roll with D-Rob. Let's roll with, with Mr. Pringle. Let's roll with Dieter here. All right, let's roll with Kemp. We don't care. We just want those guys to step in and play at the same level as the other guys do. Let's go to Sam with the last one. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Coach. How are you? How you doing, Sam? Good. Um, I wanted to ask you about another receiver, McCall. We talked to him yesterday. I'm just wondering, when you guys left for the offseason last year, what were sort of the things that you pinpointed that you wanted to see improvement on him with the offseason? And have you seen that so far this training camp? Oh, yes. Uh, first of all, we just wanted to see McCall grow in our offense. It's tough as a young player coming into this offense because of the, the enormous amount of information that we're giving to him. So one thing I thought he did a great job of last season was learning the offense. And we want to expand his role even more into the offense and just keeping him involved. So I will say this, he's done a heck of a job of, of learning and going out there and doing the things that we're asking him to do. We just want him to continue to work and continue maximizing every rep that he has an opportunity to get out there and get in sync and in rhythm with Pat. Coach E.B., we appreciate the time today. Thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. The team is putting a lot of faith in the fans to be responsible in order to watch you guys play games. Just what would your message be to fans given this first trial run and how it may look during the regular season? Yeah, well, I'll probably just say that, you know, obviously not to have expectations as, you know, as if it was anything like last season. I think it's going to be an adjustment 
you know, for all of us involved, uh, including the fans. Um, I think that's so important to the game. Um, and especially here, you know, in Kansas City, uh, you know, they're like that extra element that we feed off. So um, I think it's a good deal that, that we are going to have some fans um, in some kind of capacity. Um, but also I, I truly believe that the Chiefs and the NFL would do would, would take the right steps to, to help those people, you know, stay safe. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron, how are you doing today? Doing good. Blessed. Good. Uh, hey, um, I asked you about Travis Kelsey last week about being his teammate. Now I want to ask you about him as a player. Um, from afar, before before you became his teammate, did you have any thoughts about him as a player? Um, and also, uh, you know, what, what did those change at all when you became his teammate after you started practicing against him and seeing him play, play in and play out? Yeah, I've always I've always admired uh, Travis from afar. Um, you know, I've always been a safety inside kind of cover guy. Um, so he was always one of those guys. Um, I didn't necessarily study him in detail um, because we didn't necessarily play against the Chiefs uh, a lot before I got here. But he's always been one of those fascinating players, um, you know, players that you can, you know, find a mismatch with, with you know, in any kind of defensive scheme. Um, I think, you know, me coming here, practicing against him, you know, he works just as hard as me. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I got a lot of respect for that. You know, he's always out there. You see a guy like him, you know, practicing through injuries, practicing through, you know, when times are not going, you know, well for him. So um, he's a great talent. Uh, you know, he seems really in sync with, with the offensive system, the scheme, you know, the quarterbacks. You know, even when Matt Moore gets in there, you know, it's kind of like everybody's on the same page that Kelsey's on. So I think that says a lot about his work ethic, you know, and the time that he puts in, you know, with the people around him. Let's go to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Tyron, we talked with Juan Thornhill yesterday, and he kind of brought us behind the scenes on uh, kind of the work that he's done to get back. What did it mean to see him out there with the ones, and and what does he look like uh, in the locker room? Oh, I mean, it's a blessing, man, to 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 obviously, you know, see a guy come back from an injury like that. Uh, not many people can can truly overcome it, you know, mentally. I think for him, you know, he's in a good space. Um, he has a lot of good people around him, um, and I think, you know. He's confident in himself and his abilities. So I think that's going to actually, you know, help him once he gets on the field. In my opinion, he looks smooth. You know, I've been through two ACLs, so I know it's going to be some growing pains within there. But uh, to say he's eight months since post-op, he looks pretty good. He looks like a natural defensive back. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Ty, just real quick question here. I'm going to toss some names at you, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Obviously, they all have something in common. Um, but my question to you is, and you're a guy who appreciates the history of the league, have we officially and finally reached a point in the National Football League where we no longer look at the, the quarterback skin color? We just say they're a quarterback. Yeah, well, I would hope so. Um, I think all those guys you mentioned – you know, has really set a high standard, you know, for themselves, uh, not just, you know, what, what they're able to do outside the pocket. Um, I think a lot of those people you named take the mental approach, you know, to the next level, you know, i.e. Tom Brady, Peyton Mannings, all those guys. You could see it in their everyday work. You know, I was fortunate to play with two of those guys that, that you named, and, you know, uh, the standard is there. You know, I think those guys are all about, you know, showing everybody that, 
they're a quarterback first, they're a team leader first. Um, and then outside of that, you know, they can do some extra special things. But um, I think all those guys are, are really, you know, leaving, you know, this, this roadmap behind them um, so that other, other kids can follow. We've got time for a couple more guys. Let's go Steve and then Darren. Go ahead, Steve. Steve, we're going to come right back to you. Let's go to Darren, okay? Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Tyron. Hope all is well with you, my brother. A couple of questions for you. One, what is the expectation when you are with the year on the Steve Spagnuolo's defense and obviously the learning learning trajectory that you all had uh, coming out of last season going into this particular season? And then uh, following up with that, something off the field dealing with your voter registration stuff, how – how involved uh, will the players in the organization be leading up to Election Day, registering people to vote within the 3rd and 5th District here in, in Kansas City? And, and on Election Day, what do, you, what do you hope or what do you expect the players to do? Will we see you all at the polls making sure people are getting out there to vote? Yeah, I think to, to answer your first question, you know, we expect to pick up, you know, where we left off last season, you know, as one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Um, uh, no, we, we, we wasn't pretty. Um, no, we don't have this, you know, extra amount of first-round draft picks. Um, we just got a lot of guys that work hard, that, that fit our scheme really well. A lot of those guys are coming back. So um, the expectation is to be one of the best defenses in the National Football League, uh, obviously to start this season faster um, and then to finish even stronger, you know, than we did um, this past season. Um, I, think the, I think right now between the organization and different players, you know, obviously the organization uh, is doing this part, um, trying to help other players um, and then the community as well, you know, with this voter registration. Um, and then individually, uh, different players are doing different things, whether it be in their own community, through their own foundation. So I do expect more players, not just with the Chiefs, but all around the NFL, um, to go back to their communities, um, to, 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 to sit in on board meetings, um, not even when they're not able to – to be present uh, in certain situations. Um, I do expect people to speak up more, um, hold themselves accountable more, and then also encourage, you know, everyone around them uh, to vote. Let's go back to Steve and see if we can get a last one. Steve, can you hear us okay? Hey, can you hear me? Gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, Tyron, to piggyback on Aaron's question earlier about Juan, he said yesterday uh, that he talked to you about your ACL injuries. Just how much did he actually lean on you, so to speak, and what was your message to him, uh, if you can share that with us? And, and also, following up, I have a follow-up to Brad. Yeah, um, I think Juan is, like I mentioned earlier, he's a confident kid. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, I gave him this this secret ingredients, you know, special recipe. Um, you know, I just told a young man to, to keep a clear head, to, you know, not overwhelm himself, um, to, to not necessarily look – at the end of the road, you know, just take it day by day, you know, and um, everything will work out in his favor. You know, he's a hardworking kid. Uh, he's a listener. Um, and I think that helps you, you know, when you're going through through tough times. Um, but to see him back on the field with a smile on his face, you know, even when he wasn't on the field, he was in meetings with us, you know, still communicating, answering all the questions. So, you know, uh, he's a guy that you can obviously see hasn't detached, um, you know, from football. And I think that's so important. That also helps people kind of get over the hump, you know, of, of any injury. Um, I think anybody that's able to stay to, stay attached to, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, it seems like they're never, they're never checked out. They're always there. 
And, and also, in a normal world, you guys will be getting ready to play your second game against the Arizona Cardinals. Have you, has your body said, wait, something is off yet um, as far as not playing those games because you've been in the league for a little while? And then when you found out that you weren't going to be able to go back for the first time to play in Arizona, what was that feeling like? Uh, you know what? I think, you know, here in Coach Reed, you know, system, this organization, uh, it's a lot of practice reps. You know, it's a grind. You know, obviously, we're, we're playing against some really good players, MVP players, you know, players that are considered the, the best at their position. So, um, in, in my mind, you know, outside of, you know, falling on the ground, tackling people, um, I think more, I think we'll definitely, you know, be ready uh, to roll. Tyron, we appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You just heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Safety Tyron Matthew, and now we continue along with Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker. Was today your first day kicking an arrowhead? Uh, if so, how'd it go? Yeah, first day kicking in Arrowhead. I was super pumped up, and it was great to have the fans out there. It almost felt like a preseason game or at least a little bit closer to a normal training camp. thought it went really well. Um, got a lot of kicks in and uh, had some deep ones today as well. Let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Harrison. Hope you're doing well, man. I uh, saw you get a, You look like your range there was 58, 60 yards. Just tell me where you feel comfortable with your range and also how you're adjusting to the new holder you have, you know, the new punter and uh, Tommy. Yeah, warming up, I thought around 55, 58 yards is where I could just do my normal swing. And then obviously that was at the very beginning of practice. I think as practice went on, I kept dialing it in, finding a sweet spot. And then in the period, uh, we made a 62-yarder and the 69-yarder bounced off the crossbar. So feeling really good. Uh, As far as Tommy Townsend, he's doing a really good job holding the ball. He held at Florida. And um, he's getting the ball down really fast. I'm able to see it. We have really good operation times. And he's learning as much as he can right now. And I'm trying to take him under my wing a little bit and kind of show him the ropes since he is the only punter on the roster. And uh, he's just kind of learning as, as we go. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Harrison, um, when the roster total went down to 80, it sort of just ended the punter battle and the holder battle. Um, now, of course, there's nothing against Tyler Newsom, but was that a silver lining in a sense that you could sort of just push forward with this new three and get all those reps as opposed to having to split it up and work with somebody that, that you weren't necessarily going to work with during the regular season? Yeah, I think this was a tough offseason. I think some of the normal training camp battles that you would have, uh, we weren't able to have because of the 80-man roster. And I know you look around the league, some of the the top kickers, I know the Ravens, they bring in competition for Justin Tucker every year. I think competition is going to make you better. And obviously, Tommy is the only punter on the roster, and we're moving forward uh, as if he's going to be punter for uh, week one. And we are getting a lot of reps together and a lot of chemistry. So I am really happy about that, being able to just have him as the guy and just keep working day after day. Let's go to Danny Welniak. Go ahead, Danny. All right. Hey, Harrison. Hope all is well. I've got kind of a two-part question for you. The first one is, as a kicker, do you like that – the Chiefs are going to be able to have fans in the stands this season. And how much does that kind of mentally impact you? And then secondly, I know that you just touched on your range. You've been tweeting out, Instagramming out, you know, some super long kicks. What have you been doing this off season, this weird off season to increase your range? 
Yeah, well, firstly, I think the fans are great. For me as a kicker, I kind of thrive off of the, the pressure and the adrenaline that I start to feel. So uh, going out there, seeing all 2,000 fans out there, I think it, it probably added some juice to, to my field goals, and I was able to hit some longer field goals that we haven't really been attempting in practice lately. So I think it's great, and I think I definitely performed better during a game situation with pressure. And um, the second question, as far as like field goal range, I think – um, I kind of dialed in this off season and I just felt like how, what are ways, uh, what are things I can do to get stronger, to get quicker and to hit a farther balls. And I was just thinking about, you know, soccer players like Cristiano Ronaldo, they're very low body fat. And I was like, that's one area I could probably get better at. So I kind of uh, looked at my nutrition. I started eating more meals, eating smaller quantities. So I've definitely brought my weight down. I feel stronger and faster than I've ever been. And then also from a technique standpoint, just still finding the sweet spot of the ball. I think kickoffs, I'm able to really kick far. Field goals, it's just kind of having that same swing on the ball. But also uh, Thomas Morstead, punter for the Saints, he was – you know, he had a video talking to some younger kickers and punters. He was like, if you want to kick the ball far, you got to go out and try to kick the ball far. But that's kind of what I just started doing. Instead of kind of staying within 53 yards, I started backing it up. I posted a video for a 77-yarder, a 72-yarder. And then today, you know, we had a 62 and a 69-yarder with the team, felt very comfortable. And I think when you can make those kicks, then the shorter kicks, a 50-yarder, you know, you don't get a ton of those, but those seem really short. So I've been really happy with the offseason. It's carrying over now to uh, this training camp. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. There you go. Thank you. Um, hey, Harrison. Uh, you mentioned just a minute ago how this sort of day felt somewhat close to a preseason game. The Chiefs are one of the few teams this year, at least to start the year, that are going to give fans the opportunity to watch you guys team making that decision. And what will it say about the, the fan base if you guys are able to have fans for the duration, for the full year, if everybody does this responsibly? I'll answer as much as I think I can. You were going out a little bit, but I know Mark Donovan and Clark Hunt are doing their best to have fans at the uh, training camp Saturday practices and then hopefully for the season. So we're ramping it up from 2000 and then just keep going up from there. I think it'll be great. You know, hopefully we'll be able to have the 16,000, I think it is for week one. I think that provides us a home field advantage. And I think we thrive with those Kansas City Chiefs fans in the stands cheering us on. I mean, it was awesome today. All the guys running out, getting the applause. Uh, we just kind of missed doing the autographs after practice. But it was a lot of fun, and hopefully we can have the, the fans in the stands for the season. Let's go to Herbie with the last one. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Harrison, I hope you're well. Quick question here for you. Uh, Vaughn, you mentioned Thomas Morstead there, and I'm curious here because I know, like, when you look around the league during the offseason, Vaughn Miller pulls together some of the past rushers to go through kind of like a – a crash course mini camp, so to speak, and then the offensive line gets together in Texas for offensive line masterminds. So, what do you, what do the specialists do? I found it interesting that you're you're pretty tight with Morstead. Yeah, so something I've been doing since I've been in the NFL is every summer I've been getting together with a kicking coach by the name of Jamie Cole and Cole's kicking up in Whitewater, Wisconsin, and Thomas Morstead. He's always been. In there he's a guy that I love talking to I know he's a punter but just the veteran mindset that he brings to the kicking game uh was was really beneficial for me and what I was talking about was just some video he did on Instagram because unfortunately with COVID we weren't able to have that time together but 
as you were saying, offensive linemen, Von Miller on the D-line, all of these NFL guys are pretty tight-knit with the other uh, – with this, their same position groups on other teams, um, you know, especially as a kicker and punter, you're the only position on your team. So who do you learn from? And I think in the offseason, you have to take that time and learn as much as you can from some of your competitors. You don't want to give them all your secrets, but just picking their great, uh, their brain and, and trying to make everyone better and just kind of raise the level of play uh, for kickers and punters. Harrison, we appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, guys. Austin, what's good, man? Hey, you. All right, man. Hey, just uh, overall, your kind of thoughts on, you know, having some fans at Arrowhead, 2,000 uh, in attendance today. But, you know, do you feel like you can feed off of a crowd that's going to be, you know, relatively not 70,000, but like 17,000 throughout the course of the season going forward? I thought uh, I thought I was pretty impressed with the uh, the noise level today from uh, the couple thousand, one to 2,000 we had today. Um, I think 17, you know, thousand is going to be uh, pretty loud. I think it's going to be uh, definitely some noise there, which will be nice. Um, a quiet game is probably going to be a little awkward, um, but no, I think uh, I think I was I was pretty excited because I think uh, I think we're going to definitely have some good noise there with uh, the limited capacity we'll have. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Austin. Thanks for taking some time. I, I had a question about. Just your career in the beginning of it, it it's a little bit different than than in the average bear where you kind of had to grow into this role as a starter. And, and it seemed that way last year with Mitch leaving in the offseason. But now you finally come into uh, the Chiefs as the established guy. I just wondering how that feels looking back and, and all the struggles happening from team to team. And now you 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 feel, OK, I am the guy going into this uh, 2020 season. Um, it's, it's been pretty unique, you know, uh, coming in as like a seventh round pick. Uh, practice squad guy and just, you know, over the years, just working myself up, working up my confidence um, uh, to where I'm at now, um, you know, night and day from when I entered the league. And, uh, you know, I credit that to probably all the coaches I've had, uh, all the organizations and people that believe in me. Um, and, you know, obviously the hard work, you know, I mean, it takes thousands of reps to get there and uh, confidence, honestly. Um, but, you know, just I'm still trying to improve. Uh, there's, there's no complacency. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Austin. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? You in the car? Yeah, yeah. Just got out of practice, as a matter of fact, just like you. Hey, um, wanted to ask you where you are, you feel you are physically. By now, you would have had one preseason game, although you wouldn't have played a lot for sure, but still. And then you would have played more in tonight's game and even more next week. So where do you feel like you are right now physically? Do you feel – maybe in better shape to, to withstand 16 games than uh, right now than you maybe otherwise would right now and kind of maybe project that for when the season starts. Do you feel like you'll be in a better place when the season starts than you otherwise wouldn't have for not playing whatever, 50 snaps or whatever in the preseason? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little sore now. We just went three padded days in a row. Um, but I think uh, the whole ramp-up period and uh, what we've been doing um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, it's, it's less of a toll on everybody's bodies. And uh, I think we have the advantage there, um, having as many guys coming back, same system, same coaching staff. Um, I'm excited for the season. Uh, and I think, uh, I think the, the body um, wear and tear is going to be uh, less going into the beginning of the season. Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Austin. Good to see you, man. Hey, Matt. Hey, you've got some changes on both sides of you with, you know, Larry opting out and 
Wisniewski not coming back. You've worked with Wiley before guard, but you've got different guys, you know, moving through there, maybe at different positions. How's it going with everybody? And how do you build that communication and chemistry, especially with that preseason games? Um, lots of reps in practice, uh, talking in meetings, making sure everyone's on the same page. Uh, Coach Heck and the coaching staff does a great job with being able to plug and play guys when needed. Um, and then the, the practice part of it, you know, just kind of, you know, especially with guard and center, you know, kind of learning each other's footwork, not tripping over each other, um, knowing, you know, on singles and all sorts of combination blocks where guys are going to be. Um, but I think it's going very well. I think uh, our system allows people to uh, kind of plug and play as you will. We've got a couple more. Let's go Herbie and then finish with Nate. Go ahead, Herbie. Austin, my man, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm well, thanks. And to piggyback off of uh, Matt's question there, obviously you, you don't have organized team activities. You don't have the, the benefit of mandatory minicamp. So what's the sense of urgency to, to try to lock down the chemistry with that front five? Because you do have some moving pieces there, and the regular season is less than three weeks away. Definitely a, a sense of urgency there. Um, you know, Kalechi's uh, come into a new system, but, you know, he's a veteran guy. He knows how to play football. And uh, it's kind of bringing up people when you when you got new guys. Um, but for him, you know, he's done a, a, played a lot of football. It's really that communication part. It's speaking our language, uh, knowing where the footwork is going to be, uh, you know, certain blocks, how, how we do things a little different. Um, I think he's picking it up very well. Um I, you know, credit to the coaching staff. You know, I think we keep things very consistent and we're specific in how we want them, uh, which, which honestly helps, you know. Let's go to Nate for the last one. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Austin. Nate. Um, based from your perspective, whether watching it in film or just being out on the field with the guys, what is it like for you to see all the new things that you guys are doing on offense even though we already know your offense is obviously championship caliber to begin with. So it's your, you know, it's another year in camp for you, but another year to see what Andy Reid's cooking in the lab. Just what's it like for you to see everything that's going on around you that may be new this season? Um, it's very exciting. Uh, I mean, it's honestly super cool to see, and it's super cool to be around a coach like Andy Reid. He is consistently working, consistently trying to get better, trying to come up with new ways trick defenses I mean it's he's he's a master in the lab and uh you know when he when we do these installs on plays and stuff it's uh it's really cool and exciting to see that it's not going to be uh it's never the same we, we don't you know kind of do the same things over and over again and uh it's it's, it's really exciting you know it changes stuff up for us because you know we kind of get into a routine and you know sometimes it you can kind of, you know, get into a lull there. But, no, he always is uh, mixing it up. And, you know, we've got all sorts of guys on offense and weapons. And uh, I love seeing what he comes up with, uh, getting the balls and ball into certain guys' hands. Thanks, Austin. We appreciate the time today. Yeah, thank you. See you later, guys.